0: Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning, this is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip is about how busy people can still make time to meet someone special. Valentine's Day is coming up, and if you're in a happy couple, that's awesome. But many people find themselves in different stages of life. And I recently got a letter from a listener who'd been on her own for a while, and was trying to figure out how she could make time for dating. Our listener's husband had died a few years ago, and she's now raising her nine-year-old daughter as a single parent. She says that I'm ready to date, but find it difficult to muster the energy to find someone, let alone go out on a date. It seems like online dating is the thing to do now, but she says that it feels very weird to me, since she met her husband when this wasn't as much of a thing as it is now. I'm usually tired from work and extracurricular activities with my daughter and the usual home duties, she says. My commute is at least an hour each way to work. I finally get an hour or so of me time in the evenings after I put my daughter to bed, but I'm also trying to read, shower, and do other focused tasks that I can't do while she's awake. So what do you suggest? How can I carve out dating and social time? How much time should I commit to these tasks? Or do I just live life and hope someone falls into my sights? I think this is a great question. Plenty of people with jobs and family responsibilities would like to meet someone special. But because of those jobs and family responsibilities, dating can seem like one more thing on the to do list. And like our listener, I got married before online dating was as big a thing as it is now. But I've talked with a lot of people about how they approach it. And I've studied people's time logs to see how it's been incorporated. The good news is that it does make the process of meeting other single people a lot more efficient than in the past. Setting up first dates, at least, is relatively easy. And since that's the case, I recommend taking a very strategic, numbers-oriented approach to this project. Our listener could sign up for a few services that friends recommend, and then give herself a target of going on one first date every two weeks. She could do this right after work or possibly over lunch or coffee, so she wouldn't have to worry about finding additional childcare. Now, to be clear, most of these dates will be mediocre at best. But the upside is that it's only two hours a month. So it's hard to feel like you've wasted too much time. If nothing else, our listener can try to find humor in the experience, or maybe meet people who might be interesting professional connections. Now, they probably won't all be terrible, of course, and this is where the numbers game comes in. If our listener goes on 24 first dates in a year, the odds are reasonable that she'll have at least a few dates with people she wouldn't mind seeing a second time. Now, let's say that one in four of those works out. Great. Well, now she's going on six second dates in a year. What if three of those turn into a third date and one or two of those might be a reasonable fourth date? Now we're getting somewhere. The key is to be consistent with first dates until you meet someone who makes you want to not be consistent about going on first dates anymore. Of course, online dating isn't the only way to go. Our listener said that some friends had suggested meetup groups and the like, and I think it's smart in general to build an active adult social life as a single parent. Not even necessarily for dating purposes, but just because it's fun. The more people you know who like similar things to you, the broader your network will be. And no doubt some of the people in these networks know people that they'd be willing to set you up with. So, that helps with keeping up the volume of first dates, too. Of course, all this is slightly more complex as a single parent. Divorced parents who share custody can at least try to schedule their dating lives around the times when their former partners have the kids. Our listener is going to need to be more proactive. But I'm guessing that over the last few years of solo parenting, she's made some arrangements with friends and neighbors, relatives, and paid caregivers who can step in for a few hours when she needs it. And the good news, is that in a few years, her daughter will be able to take care of herself for short periods of time, and that will open up a lot more possibilities. As for just hoping someone wonderful will appear, well, it's always possible. Meeting someone wonderful does involve some amount of luck. But here's the thing with luck. We can nudge it along. Someone going on 24 first dates in a year is far more likely to luck out and meet someone wonderful than someone who sticks to the same routine of work and home chores as before. I'm happy to report that I heard back from our listener that she was willing to take this on as a project. A goal of one date every two weeks sounds doable and not so daunting, she says. I think I could do that. And if she does, I'm sure that luck will bend her way after a while. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City.